Welcome to episode number eight of the R Strong podcast. And this is the episode number two of our BBB series where we talk Bible, barbell, and bourbon. I'm joined here today with my wife, Ashley, and my oldest brother, Dylan, as they will talk, help along the way, especially with the Bible and bourbon segments uh, while I tackle a barbell Q&A. So today is December 26th, 2020. So I'd like to thank everyone, or not thank everyone, wish everyone had a Merry Christmas and is recovering today. I know all of us are um, after a, a great day yesterday. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you have a great holiday season. And I want to get into today, but before we do, we're going to do a round the horn favorite gift we receive. I'll start. I got a, which is relevant to our listeners, I got a microphone. My wife was not happy with my audio over the podcast, so she bought me a <laughs> microphone to clear up the audio. So you're not hearing it right now, uh, but next episode, or maybe two episodes down the road, I'll have some nice, crisp audio for our listeners on our podcast. So that was really cool. Um, Ashley, what do you got? She's shaking her head at me. Always throwing more. me into the bus, man. That's ridiculous. Anyways, um, I would say it's a tie. I got a necklace from you um that says our kids names on it so that was awesome but i also got a bible journal series thing that was pretty awesome i'm excited to start so yeah that was really cool those are my favorites i'd say my favorite was that i got a milwaukee tool light oh nice that was about the only thing I got, so that was it. <laughs> that was my favorite one. I thought you were going to say something about Milwaukee's best. I thought that too. I was like, <laughs> No, cool. not the beast. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get into the content today. And um, just a side note on this is we do have kids running around, uh, cousins playing, so if there's some crazy background noise, um, deal with it. So with the Bible portion today, we're going to talk favorite Christian songs, favorite worship songs. Maybe not even favorite, but just kind of around that topic. Um, something that my wife every day has one of her playlists going, and she has a lot of really cool artists that she likes to listen to. She wants to share some of those. Um, and my favorite song, personally, is by Citizen Way. It's called How Sweet the Sound, and because um, it has my favorite Bible verse that I shared last time in it, which is kind of cool. Um, but I'll let Ashley kind of take away here a little bit of kind of what she wants to share on this topic. Um, I think one of the reasons why I put this topic down for us to talk about is because I do, uh, K-Love, if you've ever heard of K-Love, it's a Christian radio station and they do a challenge, which is coming up, uh, the first of every year where you listen to, um, 30 days, just Christian music. And I did that last year and basically never shut it off. I changed it to like the number one setting in my car and it just, I think helps you um, rewire your brain. And at the beginning of a day, if you're getting in the car at the beginning of the day, if you're on like a commute to work or whatever, it just helps you instead of your regular music that you listen to, it helps you kind of clear your mind and um, is a good start to your day. So um, with that, a, a cool song that I heard on that, um station uh, is my favorite right now is called man of your word by maverick city and it's a good pump up like it'll get you going it's not like a a hymn or something it, it, it'll get the juices flowing so um 
it's a good feel good song. So who are a couple other artists you like? Um, I think ever, I think oh, like a most popular one right now is Lauren Daigle. She does. I would encourage you to listen to more than just you say, I think that's a really good one that everyone knows, but she has a couple albums that are amazing. So I would listen to her. Um, I Creed. Creed, sure. We, we just talked about this. I did not know Creed was the Christian Nickelback. Like, I didn't know, but sure, yeah. If I think it's, he fell off the train. If it, well, you know what? That's okay. That's that is, right. that is okay. That's so yeah. Sure, Creed. I mean, that's it, a good. That's a good classic band. So sure. How about Skillet? I uh, I don't particularly like that one, but I mean, is that Christian too? Yeah. Didn't they go through a stint or are they the, still on it? They're Sorry. on the Christian rock list. Then yeah, do it. Sure. Whatever like you're, that's a, that's a thing. Like I think too, uh, um, people just think of Christian music as a certain type and there's like so many different types, especially like um, Spotify. You can look up literally any kind like Christian rock or Christian. They have Christian rap and it's, it's pretty great too. Was so. it Lecrae a big one? I don't know. It's not. I've heard of that. Lecrae is a big, I don't know much Christian rap, but Lecrae is a big Christian rap. Not yeah. a big rap connoisseur. So I really <laughs> well, I was. That, let me tell you, I could rap every Little Wayne song, so I was trying to like divert my, you know, to a little healthier <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> so anyways, so yeah. Awesome. Dylan, do you have anything? Yeah, just, I guess a classic one that, I don't know, it's one of those that always kind of just give you goosebumps almost is How Great Thou Art. And that one's always been really cool. And Uncle Don always played that on the harmonica. And I've always liked that one. That's always been cool. But I I guess until the last few years, I struggled getting into the Christian music scene, really, because I thought it was, I don't know, had this persona around it. And I'm kind of a metalhead, so <laughs> I had a hard time getting into some of that stuff. But um, I've been looking or just exploring more bands along that side. But um, I found a band. It's called Disciple. Um, they're pretty oh, cool. Part of them, yes. yeah. They're uh, they get after it too. It's more along the rock, heavy metal type sound that I tend to like. So I like those guys quite a bit. Awesome. Well, great. Uh, so we got Lauren Dangle, Maverick City. Is that the right band? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Disciple, Citizen Way. There's a bunch, but uh, <coughs> we really want to share our thoughts on that for today's Bible talk, and I think that's a good segue into our barbell talk. With that, we'll have. Ashley, read our question from one of our followers on Instagram. Okay, the question is, how do you properly fuel for workouts while keep losing weight on the scale? I find it contradictory. This question is by Ashton Morris. Awesome. So I think this is a really good question, and it was really hard for me to answer on an Instagram story. So I can see definitely where this is a struggle for a lot of people. Um, so I want to talk just kind of mindset and then about just losing weight in general uh, before we get into some really key tips for fueling exactly for workouts. So one, she's already on the good mindset of food is fuel. How she even questioned her, wrote her question out is how do you properly fuel for your workout? So thinking food as fuel is an important uh, mindset to have with regards as nutrition. So it's not just um, about calories. It's not just about food tasting good. That's all, that's all good things, uh, as obviously, but it's also about what your food, your body breaks that food down into 
macronutrients that it uses for fuel and other things throughout your body. So understanding that food is fuel is an important concept when it comes to essentially she's asking about pre-workout nutrition. And to break that down even more is what different macronutrients do for the body. And when it comes to fuel itself, we talk really carbs and fats. The other macronutrient would be protein. Protein doesn't necessarily fuel your body. It kind of rebuilds it from a muscular standpoint, but it doesn't really provide energy where that comes mostly from your carbs and fats. So carbohydrates, they provide energy for more high intense activities. So if you're a big uh, weightlifter, you like to lift weights, resistance training, that type of stuff, or you like to do sprints or any type of hit cardio, something like that, something more high intensity, really carbs is going to be your, your main fuel source for that, that your body uses. And then fats are also a fuel source that are used more from moderate to low intensity activity. So carbs and fats are really important from a nutrition standpoint that really both those can get a bad rap in kind of the um, nutrition fad industry where carbs are bad or fats are bad, depending on what uh, person you want to listen to, but none of them are necessarily bad. They're just, they all have a purpose. So leveraging them on how to use them for the right purposes is important. So understanding that carbs provide energy for high intensity activity, fats for moderate to low. It's not quite that black and white, but for our purposes here, we'll keep it that black and white. Uh, losing weight. Okay. So that's the mindset food is fuel. And then some just general thought to losing weight understanding that you need to understand is she asked specifically while keeping losing, while keep losing weight on the scale. So she's looking at a particular number when it comes to losing weight on the scale or gaining weight, it's all about calories. You have to lose weight to lose weight. You have to consume less calories than you burn or burn more calories than you consume. You have to be in what we call a negative caloric deficit. So to do that, you need to think about that most, mainly on the micro and kind of on a macro level, if you want to think of it that way, if you're looking at the scale, kind of the micro level would be just kind of your daily intake. You need to consume for your body to lose weight. You need to consume less calories that day than you burn. Okay. And then if you want to take that out to the weekly level, then the monthly yearly level, think about it that way. Cause what some people do is they'll eat really good for five days and maybe in a caloric deficit. And then on the weekend, they cheat or whatever, just go crazy. And then they get in a caloric surplus those days where maybe for five days, they were in a hundred calorie deficit each of those five days, which is, you know, moving the needle towards weight loss. And then on those weekend days, they're on a plus 500 each one of those days. And now they've screwed themselves from the weekly standpoint. They can't understand why, you know, they've cut calories for five days, but only had a surplus for two well that surplus is way more than the deficit that makes sense so they really just maybe took one step forward and then three steps back on the weekend same thing to look at at the monthly level maybe you lost weight for a week and then you had a bad week um so it's not just one one day kind of restart the next day you can look at it that way but also you need to understand how all that kind of ties together and if you look at it from a yearly level if you are five pounds lighter on january 1st this year than you were at that time the year before you were in a calorie deficit for the whole year if you want to look at it that way as well so just from losing weight just understand it's about calories first not necessarily all about um carbs fats protein don't get too much into that yet so moving on to fueling the training so you we want to fuel our training so you can do the training and work really hard and perform because in our strong we do athletic based strength training which is a lot of high intensity stuff 
um, where you want to be able to do it to the best of your ability. And if you're not properly fueled for that, uh, you might not be able to. So my kind of general recommendation in this question is fuel for your workout. Don't skip out on a pre-workout meal, um, fuel for it, but then cut calories elsewhere throughout the day. So general recommendation for pre-workout nutrition is if you're kind of midday, late day, make sure you have a meal at least two to three hours before with some carbohydrate in it. If you're, um, if you don't have that, or if you're an early morning workout, I would do some type of carb-rich snack 30 to 60 minutes before. That could be just simple as like half a Gatorade or like a granola bar, a banana, something as simple as that. We're not talking about loading up on a huge thing of fettuccine Alfredo. We're the office fans here. Remember the rabies run? Yeah, that's not what we're talking about. You don't have to eat a whole thing of fettuccine Alfredo before you go do your run or go lift. It's not, we're not talking going that crazy, but just some simple carbohydrates, either 30, 60 minutes before, or if you already had carbs in your lunch and you're working at three o'clock, you don't probably need that snack. Um, and a kind of a popular thing too, that's is training fasted. So training on an empty stomach, I'll transparent. I'm not super, um, versed in that research on that, but you can do that, especially if you have, um, if that sits well on you, it's kind of individualized. So the best thing that, um, to really try out is, is how it works for you. So one easy way to tell, and this is pretty obvious probably, but if you're training and you get lightheaded or dizzy, or you still have the energy to push through it, then you probably need to fuel a little bit more, especially with carbohydrate. If you're doing high intensity activity prior to training, but if, if you're training on empty stomach and you feel like you handled it really well, you weren't lightheaded, you weren't dizzy, anything like that, then um, training fasted, especially if you're trying to lose weight can be a beneficial thing. But my general recommendation is to have some type of carb rich snack prior to workout. So um, I think that gives you pretty practical tips there. I, I'll finish here with just quick <coughs> general principles that because nutrition can be super confusing and super um, pulled in different directions that these are some just general macro tips I think can really help. So number one, we're talking losing weight, but honestly, this can be for maintenance or gaining weight too, probably. But number one, keep protein high. Regardless if you're losing weight, don't, change, don't cut protein down. You want to increase protein actually, probably. Number one, protein helps keep you full. So you won't be tempted to go get a bunch of sugar snacks and stuff like that. And when you're losing weight, you want to lose fat, not muscle. So by eating protein, we're going to maintain our muscle mass, hopefully cut fat, and build a really strong physique. I know Ashley doesn't like that term, strong physique. I'm fine with it. <laughs> but so keep protein high, number one. Number two, uh, eat, for what, eat for what you're doing. So again, macronutrients have a role, food is fuel. So if you imagine, if you're gonna have a very active day, you're gonna have a really high intensity training session, or I don't know, you're just gonna have a really active day for what that means to you probably need more carbohydrates that day, more fats. You could probably consume a little bit more calories because you know you're going to burn more. But if you're um, not going to do much that day, then you probably don't need, obviously, to eat as much. You're just not going to burn as much. You probably don't need as many carbohydrates that day. You don't need more energy for workouts. And number three, just around carb itself, especially for losing weight on this one, is focus your carb intake before and after your training. So you want to feel before, and then after your training, you want to replenish those carbohydrates. Again, it doesn't have to be a full fettuccine Alfredo dinner, 
but <clears throat> focus your main carbohydrate intake for before and after training. The rest of the day, just focus on protein and vegetables. Um, that's going to probably check a lot of boxes as far as weight loss goes. So I think that pretty much covers it. Any questions from the audience? I think a lot. Uh, just give me one. Okay. I think, well, maybe not a question, but I think something you could do, I feel, is write out some or have that resource available for what you're talking about in terms of good or not, maybe not good or bad, but carbohydrates or a good snack before, like list out actual physical snacks yep. before. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, cheat list. Yeah. yeah. So that's a great, great point. And this is a hopefully less than 10 or 15 minute answer for this question, which is tough to do. Uh, but that is some more content we will put out is much more information on nutrition. What are good carbs? What are bad carbs? I'm doing quotation marks. Um, cause again, everyone, they all have roles, yeah. uh, but good proteins, good fats, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I think you could definitely provide some more information on that. All right. So that kind of rounds up our barbell talk. Let's move to bourbon and to that turn it over to Dylan. All right, guys. Hey, I got a, just a quick deal kind of on the history of distillation and kind of where that originated. Um, and it kind of it really ties into what we were kind of trying to do on the farm because I guess before we really jumped in and started to try to diversify our, our operation, um, I just kind of thought distillation was for um, producing uh, beverage alcohol for consumption, but that's not the way it really started. Uh, really, distillation was used on the farm as another tool just to kind of manage the farm. Um, I found a cool article from they were talking about farmers in the 18th century and they used distillation as a way to um, basically keep their crops from spoiling. They didn't have the technology or really know what they were doing to keep the grain from rotting. And so they would harvest it and then they had a short window before the grain would start to spoil. So they, they used distillation as a way to um, transform that grain into a form that they could keep and they could sell for a higher, higher value. So even clear back into the 1700s, they were using distillation as a way to add value to the farm. And they also, they also used the byproducts of it to feed their animals during the winter. Because um, obviously the, there wasn't any grass during the winter and stuff, obviously. So they used, they used the, dis, um, the stillage from the distillation process to help feed their animals, to keep their animals alive during the winter. So distillation has been tied to agriculture forever. Um, I thought it was really cool when I kind of found that out after the fact and tying it back to kind of what we're doing, um, it's been tied to ag for a long time and it fits into the operation and what we're trying to do really well. And it's kind of, you've seen more and more people doing that um, today. So I just thought that was pretty neat. It is really neat. Yeah. So if you missed out on our first BBB episode, go back, I think it's episode number five or six. We kind of gave a breakdown, breakdown, excuse me, of the R Farm Distillery, which is a big piece, um, kind of ties into the R Strong performance as well. And what one of the general themes of the R Farm Distillery is almost this kind of farm to table type concept that you see a lot in the nutrition side now is um, very similar to what we call a turn row to bottle or a farm to spirit is that the farm field to finish. Field, field to finish. Field I don't know finish. what farm to spirit came from. I mean, field to finish concept that we're doing today. 
And a big piece of our uh, distillery is the ag side and how that all ties in um, to our farm and all of our products or our whiskey products on how we're making the grain that goes into that finished product that you will enjoy at some point. Dylan, why don't you, on, to finish this topic up, um, give a quick update as of December 26th or <laughs> yeah, 2020 on our building. Uh, building uh, from the last podcast we did, um, they've hung a bunch more sheetrock and I think we're about done hanging sheetrock. So all the walls are pretty much covered. Um, you can really start to see the form of what the building is going to look like. And we're starting to pick out finishes and move along doing some of that. I think we got a painter maybe coming next week to throw some paint on the walls and some spots. Um, so it's going to start changing again pretty quick. Um, we got some exciting news last week too. I think some of our equipment's just about ready to ship. So oh that's, <laughs> that's going to be, that's going to be pretty real whenever that stuff shows up. Um, that's awesome. Good. Because I don't know how many people tell me or not tell me, ask me every day. Uh, when can I buy this? Yeah. When can I, I'm like, every time I'm like, so our equipment's not here yet. Thanks, we're working COVID. on it. Yeah. We're working <laughs> on it. We're getting closer, but it sounds like some of that stuff's ready to go and we should, should have some equipment on site here not too long after the first of the year. Awesome. Yeah, so that's really exciting news for us. Uh, a lot of big things coming in hopefully spring, summer 2021, we'll be able to welcome everybody to our site. And we have a really awesome site on a really great location where you can do a lot of things and see that kind of that uh, turn row to bottle, that farm, that field to finish <laughs> process uh, really closely. We're really, really, really excited about uh, so much more information on that to come. You can follow our farm distillery on all these social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, um, all that good stuff, as well as, as well as our strong performance on those as well. Uh, one last note, I guess, is our store, actually correct, is still open, mm -hmm. where we have two different types of shirts and three different colors of each, as well as two different types of hats that are really cool. Uh, so if you want some our farm gear, please visit our site. It's linked. It's on my Shopify, um, but you can find the links on, again, all of our social media, so please check that out, as well as I have some really exciting our, our Strong news coming on the next podcast episode. I'm finally going to launch some of our programming that I've been teasing for a while for all of our loyal listeners, <laughs> all four of you. So really excited uh, about that, so please stay tuned. Uh, but till then, as we say, stay strong. Yeah.